Hello? Ah! Oh, this is so exciting. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. To the Harlan Highway. It sucks you in. You make us feel important. You are important. My name is Donkey Pina, and I'm going to kill you. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. Hey everybody, it's Harland Williams here on the Harland Highway with you. Hello! Holy smokes, folks. Holy smokes. I got a uh, a call from a young kid, an 11-year-old kid, who uh, asked me to play a classic bit that I did here on the show. You know the bit. Have you checked the children? Yeah. And I don't normally take requests at all because, you know, I just don't have time. I have too many new bits to get to for you folks. I'm trying to keep you up to date, entertained. But this young kid called and reminded me of the scene in The Grinch That Stole Christmas where he's, you know, pilfering the house, stealing all the Christmas acriments, and that cute little kid came out and just looked at him in the eye and said, What are you doing, mister? And the Grinch didn't know what to do. Not that I'm the Grinch. But just this kid sounded so cute, it reminded me of that. Next message. Hi, Mommy. James. Um, I just want... I listen to you show every day, and I just want, wondered if you would play... If you would do the chicken pot... Have you, che- have you checked the chicken pot pie thing, thing again? I'm 11 years old. Okay, bye. End of message. And we're going to play the bit for you. Hang on. Phone's ringing. Let me get this. Hello? Have you checked the children? I, I don't have kids. Who is this? I'm in the basement. Get out of the house. Uh, I don't have a basement, dude. Okay? I live in an apartment. I'm behind the couch. Get out of the house. Uh, nice try, dude. I'm standing right by my couch. There's no one behind the couch. Have you checked the children? Is this that idiot from when a stranger calls? Uh, no, 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 it's, uh, no, it's not. Have you checked the children? I don't have kids. Well, what do you have? What do you want? I got leftovers in my fridge. I got a chicken pot pie. You want that? Have you checked the chicken pot pie? Oh, my God. Have you checked the chicken pot pie? Have you checked the chicken pot pie? Get off the line. Have you checked the chicken pot pie? Get out of here. I'm calling the police. Oh, don't do that. Calling the police, dude. No, don't. I'm hanging up. Yeah, you better hang up. I can't hang up. Oh my god, I can't hang up. Oh my god, oh my god, have you checked the chicken pot pie? Welcome to the Harlan Highway. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the chicken pot pie. I mean, the Harlan Highway. <laughs> have you checked your chicken pot pie? Um, 
What a cute kid. Wasn't that a darling little kid? God, sometimes kids can just be irresistible. Do you have kids? I heard someone say the other day, I think it was Bill Maher on his uh, show, talking about how kids are overrated. It's like everybody wants kids. Oh, I want a kid. I want a kid. Oh, and then just turns into a living nightmare. I don't know. I'm on the fence, man. Uh, I always wanted kids my whole life. Um, I haven't had any yet. I'm not close to the idea. Um, As you get a little older, it seems like it might be a little bit harder. But then when you're younger, it seems like it's hard too. And then when you're younger, younger, it seems really hard. And then when you're older, older, it seems suicidal. So I don't know. I, I If I had a kid come along, I, would, I wouldn't say no to it. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, hey, kid, hello, kid, hello, hey, hey. I know you're in there, kid, but don't, don't even think about coming out, okay? I'm standing here with a cricket bat and, and a Rottweiler, and you even peek your head out of there. And it ain't going to be pretty, okay? So just stay in there. I don't care if you live to be 112. Your home is in that womb, okay? But you know what I do have? I kind of have a kid, and this is an odd kid, a very odd kid, but I have a gopher. I know you don't believe me. You're laughing like, oh, yeah, he's got a gopher. I I have a pet gopher, (laughs) And I'm not even joking. I have a pet gopher, and I live in California, and here they're called, there's a species of gopher. They're smaller. They're kind of similar to the ones that Bill Murray chased down in Caddyshack, the ones that drove him insane. Um, I grew up in Canada where gophers were, like, big. They were like raccoons. They were like badgers. They dig tunnels like, like, you know, the size of a basketball in diameter. But the gophers here in in sunny L.A., they're called pocket gophers. And if you don't believe me, go look it up on uh, Yahoo or YouTube or your sister's face. I don't care. Um, And they're small little gophers, but, man, do they do a lot of damage. You should see these things. Okay, let me describe one to you. It's somewhere between the size of a gerbil and a rat. Okay, they're kind of in the middle. And they've got flat little ears. Their ears don't protrude from their heads because they live underground 99% of the time. So they got these little ears that are tucked right against their head. Um, they got little beady black eyes. They got big whiskers. I, th- I think because they live in the dark, they got these big, like, hanging whiskers. They look like walrus whiskers. And I guess they feel around in their tunnels. And then they got these big, giant teeth. I'm not kidding. They look like beaver teeth. It literally looks like giant beaver teeth on the front of a cute little mouse. It's kind of gross, and they're big and yellow. And then the rest of them's pretty cute, but his front claws, because these guys are diggers. That's all they do. They dig, 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 dig all day long. They've got these really long fingernails. Really like thin, long, like Freddy Krueger style, almost more like in X-Men 2. Remember when Wolverine had to fight that Chinese girl? 
Remember that Korean girl that used to spin around and she grew like these spikes out of her fingers? Either that or she's just PMSing really bad and she wasn't an ex-person at all. She was just, you know, on the rag, pronto style. Well, these gophers have these really long fingernails. That Let's say if you or I grew one of the nails, it would probably be about seven inches long. That's how proportionate these look on these pocket gophers. And God forbid you ever get one in your pocket. Believe me. It would be for the women, because these things love to tunnel, it would not be pretty. And for the men, because these things have these giant beaver teeth, it would not be pretty. But here's what happened. I got these damn pocket gophers, which I hate, by the way. They get in my lawn, and these things, once they're in your lawn, it's it's like watching a teenager break out with acne. Okay? Imagine a nice, smooth face on a teenager, and one day they eat a bucket of large fries from Burger King. And the next morning, there's just big purple zits and pock marks all over their beautiful skin. That's what these pocket gophers do. They find your lawn, they invade it, they perpetrate it, and they just tunnel underneath it, and they pop up whenever they want to, and they literally fill your lawn full of golf ball-sized holes, and they push all the dirt up so you have these mounds of dirt. Looks like a cow pasture out there. And they literally just destroy your lawn. In fact, to the point, here's what I had to do at one point. I actually had to strip my lawn, have all the sod ripped up. And I guess I invented this. I don't know why, but every uh, landscaper or gardener I talked to, I said, look, why don't we put chicken wire down across the whole lawn and then put the fresh sod over the chicken wire. I'm like, no, nobody's ever done that. That won't work. That's crazy. And I'm like, well, when you put a prisoner behind bars, you restrain him. You you contain him, right? So they're like, oh, yeah, man, okay, yeah, okay, let's put some chicken wire down. I don't know why this isn't common practice here in gopher country. So anyways, I put all this uh, chicken wire down across my whole lawn and then, you know, put the fresh sod over the chicken wire and the grass grew down through the holes in the chicken wire and everything's fine. I have a beautiful lawn. Go for free. Um, But what happened next is that the gophers decided to come out around the edges of the chicken wire, around the peripheral. So now they're kind of coming up through the garden and stuff, which isn't so bad because they kind of turn the soil over in the garden. But to make a long story short, so one night I'm walking out my front door and I've got one of these houses where my pool is right in front of my living room, in front of my front door. Um, And it's nighttime and I'm walking out the front door and I see a bunch of ripples on the water glistening in the moonlight. And I'm like, what the hell is in my pool? I thought maybe a grasshopper had fallen in or something like that. And I take a closer look, and it's one of these little gophers. It was like a a baby guy. And he's just swimming for his dear life. He's doing laps. Like, he was so frantic, I'm sure he could have passed that Michael Phelps guy. 
And here we go. It's the Americans coming down to the finish line. It's seven more yards to the finish line. It's Oh, it looks like Michael Phelps is being passed by. Oh, my God. It's a pocket gopher. It's a pocket gopher. Here comes the pocket gopher. Michael Phelps going for the line. It's the pocket gopher. Pocket gopher at the finish line. The pocket gopher gets the gold. The pocket gopher. Wait a minute. What country is he from? Huh? We can't give a gopher the gold. So anyways, this thing is swimming back and forth, frowning like, oh, my God, I should just let it drown. For all the damage you and your family have done to my lawn, all the money you've cost me, I had to get my whole lawn ripped up, you little bucktooth freak, right? And being the compassionate soul that I am, I'm like, no. I mean, I'm not kidding. I pull bees. I pull ants. I pull beetles. If I see anything floating in my pool, even if I'm late for a meeting, I stop and scoop it out. I hate to think of something just slowly buzzing around in a circle and dying. It's still a life. It's a soul, right? So anyways, I run back inside and I get this like big jar. And the gopher's not swimming to my side of the pool. He's swimming to the opposite side. And I can see he's running out of steam. So I run over to the other side. And just as I get there, he's, he's had his last stroke. He starts sinking underwater. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, I stick this thing underwater. I stick this big jar. I see a bubble come up from the gopher's mouth as he's about probably about three, four inches under and steadily descending towards the bottom. And I scoop him up into my jar and I drain the water and he does a few sniffles and sneezes and bingo. I've suddenly got myself a gopher. I caught me a gopher, boys. Start up the barbecue. We're going to have some gopher meat tonight. (laughs) No, I did not consume the gopher, although I should. Um. So what happened is I already had a terrarium in place because sometimes I go into my yard and catch lizards and I put them in a terrarium and I observe them for a couple of weeks or months and then I let them go again. That's right. I'm into nature and creatures and things. And uh, so now I got me a little pet gopher and I think he likes me. I think he knows that I saved his life. He lets me pet him and I go out and pick him grass and I feed him grass and I give him uh, I give him carrots and I give him some nuts sometimes as a little treat and uh, I pour him some water delicious water I mean what a treat that is and uh, I don't know I'm kind of bonding with this little gopher isn't it something isn't nature wonderful Oh, well, enough about my pet gopher. But by the way, if any of you have any names you'd like to give my gopher, I have yet to name the gopher. But if you want to email me some gopher names, I can read them on the next show, and maybe we can pick one together. Me and you, picking gopher names. (laughs) What an exciting podcast, isn't it? Me and you, what other podcast asks you to pick a gopher name? I, I ask you. Me and you pick and go for names here on the Harland Highway. Hey, everybody. Harland Williams here rolling with you on the Harland Highway. And uh, I wanted to talk to you folks. Hang on. Someone at the door. Come in. Come in. Hey, man. What's going on? Oh, look. 
Senor Fuentes, I'm at Senor Fuentes. Yeah, uh, look, I'm in the middle of doing my radio show. You can't just come in here. Yes, ma'am, but I'm your new gardener, right? You hired me to be your gardener. Yes, I, I did hire you. You've been bugging me for a long time. I decided to give you a chance, but you should be at home in my garden, not here interrupting my radio show. Hey, man, I just wanted to let you know that I put the sprinklers in you asked about, man. Oh, good. The sprinklers are in. Okay. Well, how many did you put in? I put in about 12, man. Okay, good. So, thank you. I'll see you next week. Well, there's, there's been a little problem. What do you mean, a little problem? Well, the sprinklers, they went on, but I don't think it's so good. What do you mean? They, if they went on, yes, that's good. If they're, they're on, they're watering the grass. What do you mean, the grass? Well, I asked you to install sprinklers at my house, right? Yeah. And you said they're working, right? Yeah, they're working, man. I mean, they're on right now, man. Okay, good. So the grass is getting watered at... No, wait a minute, man. What? When you said you wanted me to install sprinklers at your house, man, I didn't know you meant on the outside. What are you talking about? Well, out on the grass, man, I, I put the sprinklers in the house. What are you talking about, Fuentes? Hey, man, I put the sprinklers on inside your house. I mean, your couch is getting nice and wet. Your your fridge is getting nice and wet. Your bed is really nice and moist, man. I even laid down on it like a waterbed, man. What are you talking about, you numbskull? Hey, man, I put the sprinklers on in your house like you told me, man. I'm Senor Fuentes. You idiot. The sprinklers go on the outside, dumbass. Well, you did not tell me that, man. You just said you want sprinklers in your house. Not in my house. At my house on the lawn. You idiot. No, it's, I'm Senor Fuentes. I, I got to go, folks. I got to run home and see what kind of mess this guy made. This is ridiculous. Unbelievable. Hey, man, did you want me to start digging that pool for your house? No, I don't want you to start digging a pool. Get out of here. I got to go, folks. And don't forget me, Senor Fuente. Get out of here. Yeah, it's always the case in life. You ever have that happen? You hire somebody to work on your house or in your yard. And you pull them out of the yellow pages or there's a nice glossy pamphlet in your mailbox. And it's like, would you like to redo your pumping? Have your floors buffed. We'll build you a brand new tool shed. How about new windows? Are you looking to have a new patio and finally entertain your mafia friends? And you think, okay, great. They've got a pamphlet. They own a company. Bingo. I hire them. They come in. They obviously know what they're doing. And you order a new balcony and you end up with a new family room. Right? Or you ask them to move your sink and suddenly your shower's upside down. Have you ever had that? Guys that, that have about as much clue at repairing and, and doing construction as you do? Isn't that why we hired them in the first place? Because most of us are just clueless or we don't have the time. So what do we do? We bring in the experts. And uh, they're in the middle of like doing the shower the bathtub, they put in the new bathtub, and 
Okay, we're all finished. I guess uh, that wraps this job up. That'll be uh, two grand. You're like, oh, yeah, looks good. Yep, there's your new bathtub. And uh, just curious, you're going to put the uh, the faucets in, like, later on? You're going to put the spout in and the, the knobs and do all the plumbing? I'm sorry? The plumbing, there's holes there at the end of the tub where the the actual faucet goes and the handles for the hot and cold water. Oh, wait a minute. What? Now, you didn't say anything about that. I said I'd put a bathtub in. Okay, I'm going to need plumbing and water and faucets. and Yeah, that's going to be an extra two grand. Get out of here. Can you believe it? I hate it when you you hire people that are supposed to be in the know and they're just complete dipwads. You try to tell them they're doing something wrong and they get all offended. Don't tell me how to cut grass. I've been cutting grass for 12 years. Now, give me that blender back and let me get back to work. Okay, Sparky. Sparky. Ugh. It's a funny world. People always trying to get your money. Isn't that what life's all about? You know, sure, sure you got your bank accounts and your checking account, and your saving account, and your secret Swiss account where you hide your drug money. And you think, oh, I'm putting away a little nest egg here, and I'm uh, I'm saving up for my future. And But isn't money just a transferable item? You just, you just kind of get money and then hand it off to the next guy. It's never really yours, is it? Does anyone really have more than 20 or or $100 in their wallet or maybe a couple of hundred sitting around the house if you're lucky? It's just like money's like a vagrant. It's like a homeless person. It's like, I don't like this palm. I think I'll wander over to that palm over there and... That guy will hand me off to that palm, and then I'll be in that palm, and then I'll be at the palms in the restaurant, and then I'll, you know, it just, it's never really yours, is it? And don't be deceived by your bank account. They Think about your bank account, okay? You probably think, okay, let's say your balance is, uh, let's say you got $20,000 in your little checkbook or your, your bank book. Do you really think that there's a little drawer somewhere that says Mr. Williams on it and they open the drawer and there's a stack of $20,000, a bunch of 20s and some hundreds neatly bundled with little little seals on them that say $10,000 and $5,000 and that's not how banks work. For all intents and purposes, you just have a number. You have a floating number. Think about it. How much you got in the bank? Well, nothing really, but I have this number here. I've got this number. It's uh, 21,000. Oh, really? Here, hand me that pen. I'm going to write down the number 3 million. Look, I have a number too, 3 million. Oh, okay. I guess that beats me. Yeah, it does. Now shine my shoes, loser. Damn it. (laughs) <laughs> it is weird when you think about it. People don't leave money under their mattresses anymore. You don't accumulate physical dollars. It's just a weird number. If you think about it, what if someone actually erased your numbers? 
They deleted your numbers. Just a computer glitch or you lost your numbers. Like everything would just be gone. Well, wait a minute. I had the number 33,000. Well, we had a little computer F up and we deleted your numbers. And there's really no way to verify that you have those numbers, sir. So we're going to give you a new number. Oh, yeah. What's that? It's called zero. It's really round. It's more like an oval, and it's very attractive. Sometimes you can use it as an O, as a letter O. Oh, as an O crap, you guys lost my money? Yes, that's a very good, very nice grammar, sir. Here, have one of our bank pens. That was very nice and special. Cha-ching, man. Cha-ching. Well, I got enough grievances. Let's... Let's go to my uh, my message machine and see what the rest of you are whining about and pining about and thinking about. Let's check the Harland Highway answering machine here on the Harland Highway. Where else? Hi, Harland. This is Heather. I was listening to your show, and you were talking about dogs eating grass, and I... Um I heard somewhere that they do that when their stomach's upset. It makes them feel better for some reason. But just thought I'd come let you know because you're wondering about it. Bye. Okay. Well, thanks, Heather. Now we know. Next time we get sick, folks, don't take your Tylenol or your Ribotussin or your uh, aspirin. If you got a tummy ache or you feel queasy, just go out on the lawn and start grazing. Uh, gobble down a couple of pallets of sod, uh, throw back some grass seed, suck on a sprinkler, and uh, you should feel better instantly. Hello. Hello, Harlan. I just want to clear things up again about the old emergency parking brake subject. The only purpose for a parking brake is to keep the car in park once you stop and turn off the car. It will stay in park. You're not supposed to drive it. Any car, yes, will drive once you put it in park. Emergency parking, it will drive. But you're not supposed to. It's just supposed to be used to hold the car in place when it's parked. And that is what it does do. I'll talk to you later. Okay, thanks for clearing that up. I mean, it's crystal clear. I I think what you said is you can't put it in park because the emergency brake, your car will drive. If you have the parking brake on, you put your foot on the gas and it'll go through the emergency brake and the parking brake goes on and then you drive. Boy, thanks for clearing that up for me. Oh, my God. Well, let's get to a listener that's a a little more clear-headed, shall we? Someone who really has their act together, and we can clearly figure out what they're talking about. Oh, my God. I love you guys. I mean, I love you. And I am your secret admirer, and my name is... My name is, um... My name will be... Wait, what? You guys! What's my name? I forgot my name. Wow, that's why I love getting your phone calls, people. I never know what I'm going to get. I love it. You guys rock. Oh, boy, not remembering your own name. Wow. Well, I hope you remember the name of this place. This is the Harland Highway, and I'm Harry Alice Alice. Alice Johnson. No. 
Um, oh, Paula, David, Harlan Williams here on the Harlan Highway, and it is weird that dogs eat grass. Maybe, maybe that's what pocket gophers are. Maybe they're just puppies. They're like stray puppies that that burrowed underground for protection. They were abandoned by their mothers, and they they hide under the earth, and they come up, and they eat the grass until they're old enough to be real dogs. So maybe I don't even have a pocket gopher. Maybe I have a great big, maybe it's going to be a Rottweiler when it grows up, or a Great Dane with Freddy Krueger fingers. Either way, I've just opened up a whole new possibility, and I'm very, very scared. But I hope you're not scared. I hope you're not scared to come back and join us again very soon. Be sure to subscribe to the Harland Highway podcast, and we will alert you every time there's a new podcast. We try to do one a week for sure, but sometimes we surprise you and there's bonus podcasts, depending on when I have time for them. Um, But we hope you're enjoying yourselves. Keep coming back. Tell your friends. Um, share the Harland Highway with all your friends. Let them know that we're here. Uh, let them know that we're here. Let them know that we're here. There, I said it three times. I was kind of trying to brainwash you. Um, and we'll keep bringing you the goodies. Right here, wailing down the only road that matters, the Harland Highway, with me, Harlan Williams. Until next time, chicken chow mein, baby.